Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're going to look at a variety of things again today. And of course, you know, we saw a market that saw a lot of negativity on the grain side, some mixed trade on the livestock side. But markets, are we battling between what we know and what we possibly might know when it comes to the weather? We know that there getting some rains in south america how much of an issue is that going to be with some dry spots being missed the dollar is lower and what is the fair price just a few of the things that we're going to talk about today is aaron bertles is joining us he is with crossroads marketing so let's start out there everybody's talking about the weather i mean we've got dryness here in the states but they've had some serious dryness in south america even though some rains are coming it sounds like some pockets are going to get missed yeah, it's, we're in similar situations. We're sitting here with the driest conditions we've had in a long time going into winter, you know, drier than really 2012 was if you look at the, or 2011 was if you look at the drought monitor going into 2012. So they were kind of in the same place. They didn't have much to, to, to ha- or didn't have much in the ground to be able to support themselves. So they're going to need some consistent rains. And we're not going to fix this during winter either. You know, this is going to be something that we're going to have to get some good rains next spring get that followed up with consistent good rains in the summer and that's going to put a lot of pressure on the marketplace considering where the carryouts are to make sure that that rain does come so as you look at that i mean we heard about this early on in the day that you know south american something easy i didn't know that they didn't have crop insurance down there so does that change the way when it comes to, to planting and obviously watching what this weather's going to do it might make them a little more quick to pull the trigger on if they don't think a crop's going to make it, but they also have a lot longer growing season. You know, a lot of them are trying to consider, you know, do I go with this crop and, and still have time to get in a second crop? So it might change that. They also sell, you know, very heavily forward. You know, a lot of it, I think I read the other day that two thirds of the crop is sold down there already for this coming year that they've, they've planted. So a lot of that's because of the, the government situation and, and what their currency value is and all those things too. But they typically grow a crop, right? I mean, that's that's what typically happens because of their weather pattern. They, they have plenty of time to get that done. It's just what can they do after that, and can they get it done before the, the dry season comes around? So what do you look at as a, as a fair price when you look at the overall market trade right now? That's a really, that's a really <laughs> good, good, good question. It's, you know, that's what the market's trying to determine. I, I think that we've seen the market now find a spot that it feels comfortable with around that $12 range to say, with what we know today, uh, this is as high as we're comfortable going. And you've seen this thing be range bound. And we've had some big days here that have really meant nothing. Right? We've, we've gone up and tested uh, resistance and come down and tested support and ended the day in, you know, basically the same place. We've hung around this 10 or 1150 spot, you know, three times now. Um, busted through it a couple times but closed above it so it's just been really range bound and the market's trying to decipher you know with the information we know today uh, this maybe is as high as we want to go but do we have enough uh, comfort really to sell this thing off i think another thing weighing on this is the time of year that we're in you know we're in the holiday time funds are, are heavily long these crops not nearly as long beans as they were uh, but still very long corn and do they want to take you know profitable positions into this time of year, or do they want to get out of them and reload? I don't think many people believe these markets are just going to be done, even if they break here, even if they break farther than people think that they should. We have carryouts that are not going to fix themselves until you grow another crop, right? And we're a long ways from feeling comfortable about that. So it's really just about 
where do you go to the downside in the meantime, and what is a fair price for the current situation that we have? And that's what the market's trying to figure out right now. Looking at where we're seeing, I mean, obviously the daily export wire has been very quiet. Is it because we're getting closer to the holidays? There's just not enough buy out there, our lower dollar. What seems to be keeping things on the quieter side? I think that's some of it. I think it's just seasonal time of year, too. This is you know the time where we do start to to start winding down soybean sales and start picking up on corn sales and uh, you know that's picked up a little bit for south america as far as corn goes so i think we're just kind of in that time of year where things are a little off i think you're going to start getting into the season where corn sales start to pick up because south america um, kind of comes off of of their supply but bean sales probably will still slow down but that's going to be the big question that's what the market's still going to try to watch for because we are still a little bit behind from what the USDA has written down as far as sales go. And you've seen these these weekly sales drifting off, you know, for a long time now from a soybean standpoint. So we're well ahead of last year and all that stuff. And that's great because obviously we're coming off a trade war. But uh, we have, you know, we need to keep some of this up so that we can maintain what the USDA has written down. The dollar, is it going to continue to be lower th- I mean, this week or are we going to start to see an uptick? I think you're going to continue to see some pressure on it. You can see that go back and forth uh, a little bit here, just as, as anything else can. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if we continue to see pressure there that, that does allow for our grains um, to become, you know, uh, very much competitive. And they have been the whole time, right? Even with the, the dollar a little bit higher than where it is now, even at the highest prices we've seen, our grains have been competitive. So that really hasn't been the issue. What about basis in the country right now? It's softened up a little bit. It's been amazing. This is one of these things that you've seen uh, this year, last two years really, where you've seen basis improve through harvest. Not typical and not what you would expect to see and something that maybe just we're going to have to get used to being uh, the norm. If, if elevators don't have the control they used to have because of so much ability to go to the end user and just the fact that the farmer has so much control over their grain, this just might be something in harvest that we don't have the issue with we used to in the past. And I'd expect moving forward, once you get into the time again, past the first of the year where farmers have everything binned up, uh, that you can see basis get strong again. And we're not going to get any more crop right now than what we have. All right, well, stick around, folks. we got more coming up. We're going to take a quick finish-up look at what's been happening in the grain complex and switch gears to that livestock side where, obviously, we had thought, many had thought, we might have seen some positives finish out the trade on the cattle. As we all know, that did finish on the negative side for a Tuesday. More is coming up. Stick around. Aaron Bertles is joining us with Crossroads Marketing. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We continue the conversation with Aaron Bertels. He's with Crossroads Marketing. Before we wrap up on the grains, I was curious. We saw the spillover pressure today from the soybeans into the corn market. Is that something that could possibly continue this week? I think it could just because beans are, you know, relative to corn at a much higher price. And I think that even though I believe this price is fair and we've been competitive and all those things, I think the time of the year and just how quickly we came up could show some more weakness here. And I think you could see some spillover because of that. Uh, We still, like I said, haven't been able to break those support levels. So those are going to have to be closely watched. But if you do, you could see a lot of people that are long run for the, the hills pretty quickly. And that could take us down quick, right? I mean, We've seen this market come up very quickly. It can go down very quickly and then return uh, again right after that. So 
I don't know that these breaks will last very long when they do come down, and even if they're bigger. Uh, but I think there is still room for for a bigger um, break on both of these markets. All right. Head over to the livestock side. You and I had a great conversation going uh, during the commercial break. And we look at the livestock side, for example, California is in some major lockdowns when it comes to restaurants. And, and we know what's happening in other states and as well. But how much is this going to play now in the markets? Is there a lot more fear factor coming into this trade? I think mentally it's a big impact. You've, you've come through a time where boxed beef price was high. The markets really didn't follow suit because of that. Now you're coming into a seasonal time where box, box beef goes lower. You have all of these places that uh, are shutting down or have been you know, in half capacity for a long time. Many, many restaurants already closed. And you have this new administration talking about you know, 100 days, 100 days of, of wearing a mask and continuing the, the COVID restrictions. How many more of these restaurants can last that long? You know, when you do get out of this, how many of them are left standing? Uh, it's it's a concerning question. And when you look at cattle anyway, um, from a, a chart standpoint, and the long-term trend has been down, uh, do we see another significant drop here because uh, of COVID and, and the restrictions and, and what it's doing to the restaurant business? And especially now that we're coming into a time of year where we just don't see the demand, right? You know, we're getting into winter. We've been lucky that the weather's been really, really nice this winter, so that probably cop kept a uh, box beef price elevated longer than it normally would have been. And, but now, you know, at some point it's going to get cold, right? And that's going to change things. And you and I were also talking a little bit about what was going on with this whole box beef market and, and the lower track that we've been on. Say that again. I said with the box beef market, you and I were talking about the, the lower numbers that we're seeing once again. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, again, you're coming into a time where, uh, seasonally, this is just what takes place. You've got more restrictions coming on, so you've got less movement there. Uh, you're coming into a holiday time that's not going to be normal. It's you know a time where many, many people are just going to be staying at home where, yes, you know, not that they won't cook or won't have a chance to grill out or any of those things, but it's just not the same thing as, as what we've seen uh, in the past. And so nothing's been normal for quite some time. And it is frightening just how many of these restaurants will actually end up maybe coming out of this Um how fast it takes things to go back to the norm. 108 on the cash uh, for today, kind of a disappointment as well. Yeah, absolutely. 110 last week, 108 today. Uh, you know, again, they had their chance to make another run when box beef was up there. They tried to do it. They failed. And now you're sitting in a place where it's just going to be more difficult, right? So if they couldn't do it when box beef was up there and when cash was uh, hovering at a little higher level, it's going to be really difficult, in my opinion, to see that follow through now. Well, Aaron, what about these hogs? I mean, not a lot of excitement going on there, just kind of range-bound. No, a lot of sideways trade, very range-bound. You look at the weekly chart, it's just been really consistent in this area. Uh, You've seen, there's so many headlines about China's hog herd and the expansion and how quickly that's happened. I think that plays a big role mentally, um, as well as just demand-wise. But demand's still been pretty decent, especially to China. But with them ramping that up so quickly, it's going to be hard for people to just to get too excited about it. So as you look at the market as a whole, both on the grain and the livestock side, what are your thoughts as we head into the last couple of weeks of 2020? I think short term, especially with grains, because of the prices they're still at, you got to be thinking about what you're willing, uh, how comfortable you are where you're at today. Right. This is these are still very, very good prices for everything. Uh, Corn, especially beans. 
and we could see a more significant break. Now, again, I believe that this market is going to come back because I don't believe you fix these carryouts until you grow another crop. But you got to think about the time frame of when you need to get stuff moved. If it's really soon, then you better think about what you need to do to feel comfortable if we do go down another 15 to 20 cents in corn or another 25 to 50 cents in beans. Because I think in the near term, that's possible. All right, Aaron, sounds great. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You can give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. Variety of things that we talked about today. Again, reach out to Aaron if you've got questions. And just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss. They're not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Check this out as a podcast at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe and on Spotify as well. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.